0: Pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on the Mindful Dog.
1: Welcome to the show. It's the 22nd of March 2020. And it's now time to catch up with our regular canine behavioural slot on the Sunday Cafe on Magic Talk FM with Roman Travers.
0: Well, it's, yeah, sometimes it's just nice to get away from everything, isn't it? Put the dog on the lead or not. If it's a good dog, it will get in on your heel and just go for a decent walk and a man who knows how to help you do that with your dog is Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. G'day Darren.
1: Good morning Roman
0: how are you today? Look I'm fine it's a zoonotic disease originally it was transferred from the animal kingdom to us what, what's your take on this in relation to dogs?
1: Yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of information out there. I think one of the key things that I'm trying to tell people is just make sure you really understand the facts and don't just go reading all the hype that's on the internet there. I mean, there's so much out there saying that all sorts of things could happen. But to date, um, there's, no, there's no evidence, no scientific evidence to prove that it, it will move from dogs to people. Okay? There has been another outbreak apparently in Hong Kong. Um, there has been another confirmed case of the um, coronavirus in a dog. But I think what's happening at the moment is people are assuming that if a dog tests positive, then it can transfer it. And there's a massive difference between a dog testing positive and a dog transferring to another person. Um, I think I was reading something about the receptors that the virus goes into um, for a dog are slightly different to us. So a dog could have the virus but not show any symptoms and then not necessarily pass it to anybody. Mm,
0: okay, so just to reassure so, people here who are about to take Bertie for a stroll around the block, yeah. if, if they're feeling a bit crook, they're not going to transfer that to their dog.
1: No, and and vice versa. At the moment, that's the that's the the body of evidence coming out of the American Veterinary Society and and all over the world, really. So I think I think at the moment we're pretty safe. I think probably it's really important, though, to make sure that you are clean around dogs, and that's not just for the um, for the coronavirus. That's for everything. So you know, if you. I would probably be limiting the amount of kissing you're giving your dog, all those kind of things, you know, because people do. Um, If a dog's licking your face, then just go and wash your face, wash your hands. I mean, it just makes common sense, doesn't it, really, to
0: do that anyway? Yeah, just think about what the dog does with its mouth, and you may not ever let it do that again, honestly. (laughs) Exactly. Let's talk about, (laughs) uh, it's been proven time and time again that dogs going into aged care facilities or even into hospitals, even a cat, the ability for it to lower people's blood pressure and lower heart rates oh. is quite incredible. But what about the stress and pain for a dog?
1: In terms of going into... Uh, no, I'm just talking t- about
0: <laughs> we love having animals around because they make oh. us feel better. But what about a dog yeah. getting worked up and stressed?
1: Yeah, well, that's what's happening at the moment, isn't it? Um, people that are being sort of isolated because of the, uh, because of the virus, um, we need to be really thinking about, well, what do we set in place for our dogs? Mm. Because quite often um, we can forget our little dogs, aren't we? You know, we get ill and then the dogs are just there, just doing what they normally do. But they've got needs as well. So there are a few sort of things that we need to look at. I think in terms of um, we need to think about stresses that we put on our dogs when we, when we take them into places like that. Yeah. Um, definitely, because we assume that they're going to be fine, but have we ever asked them? You know, can we ask them even, I guess? you know, Do we know a dog's in pain? Mm. Maybe I don't know, it's hard, isn't it, to tell.
0: How, um, how sensitive is your average poach to your mood swings or to your stress levels? Oh.
1: <clears throat> um, there's some massive uh, studies out in a moment, actually, quite a big thing, um, to show how their, their stress levels reflect our stress, our stress levels mm. and how that... Um, If you're having a bad day, then your dog's going to pick up on that. And your dog's not going to then go, oh, you're okay, mate. You know, we'll we'll calm you down. It's probably going to do some really stupid behaviors and get sort of like aggressive or reactive and that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. so there's some real big studies in the moment um, about how how um our stress levels affect our dog's
0: behavioral problems (laughs) there's a a lot of stress going around at the moment and sometimes because we are Mm. such a a social pack animal like a dog talking to friends and family is brilliant if you'd like to talk to darren you can now on 0800 844 747 we've got time to take a couple of calls for darren yeah he's um amazing and i can say that from experience you know i've seen you Mm. working with dogs it's quite incredible let's talk about let's talk about arthritis and dogs Sorry, uh, arthritis. Arthritis.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so I went to a, a lecture. and um, it was um, it's a CAM. It's the Canine Arthritis Association. Um, you can go onto their website. K CAM Canine Arthritis. Um, it's a, a UK based um, group and it, it really if you know how you have these pivotal moments in your life where you, you go to a lecture or you go and speak to someone and they just say something and just change it to perspective, uh, perspective on life mm. and and what you're doing and and this this is one of those um, kind of rare moments I guess where I was just listening to how much pain dogs go through with arthritis and then it suddenly hit me that the pain is a massive driver for behavioral change and a lot of our dogs and it's not just older dogs that we assume arthritis is about older dogs actually a lot of young Younger dogs, they're seeing arthritis cases from a year on. Can you believe it? And um, from a year, a year age, yeah. Um, and how much that pain um, drives the aggression, the reactivity, the the separation anxiety, and all those kind of things. And it's, mm. it's huge.
0: Yeah, Absolutely it is massive. What do you think about medicines like meloxicam or Rimadol? Some of those medications yeah. that dogs are on long term.
1: So that was one of the other things that um, they were talking about, and, and it was surprising. And um, the the lecture was about. Um, I actually had probably about six or seven, maybe even more vets and vet nurses. It was primarily for that kind of industry. I was quite lucky to be invited along. And um, most of those people, and and a lot of um, sort of naturopaths as well there, and and a lot of those people were actually advocating for that, um, those drugs, because what's the quality of life in a dog if you're not giving some kind of pain relief and that dog's living a long life, maybe five or six years, in absolute agony sometimes, but they don't tell us. Mm. You know, where's the value of that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, The long-term effects on drugs, I think that's an ongoing problem that we need to think about. Um, But there are many different drugs that we can swap and change, I guess, to stop the the, um, effects over long-term perhaps. But certainly if I was living a life in in agony, I would rather have that pain taken away than, than live that life. Yeah, Not that's quality,
0: it? look. You know, that's where I'm kind of hitting. I do know some vets who get so frustrated with people who say, "Do what you can to save my dog." They're the only thing I've got left, or it was my wife's favourite animal, and she passed away yeah. last year. That's stressful stuff. Is it sometimes yeah, yeah. unfair to keep a dog alive because they really are suffering?
1: <coughs> well, one of the things that um, came out of this um, this um, lecture was that. If we have an early intervention with these dogs, then we can prolong their lives in, in, a, in a nice way. And they, um, the, the vet um, that was given the lecture showed her, um, Hannah showed a video of her dog, and they gave pain relief to this dog, and it was like it was a puppy again. And, and it was happy for another five or six years after that. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, it made me think about my old dogs because I lost the dog a couple of months back. And and all of the things that she was talking about, um, the different signs of arthritis, were were. I I realised that's what was happening, and we we just didn't pick up on it. The vets didn't pick up on it, probably either. You
0: know, so yeah, yeah. Hey, Darren, there'll be a lot of people today playing all their Kenny Rogers favourites. Probably playing it quite (laughs) loud because they. It's a sad time. He passed away yesterday. What do dogs think of us playing loud music?
1: Oh gosh, i will love to ask um Freddie um, I know the uh, little story I, I used to play my I used to play a trumpet many years ago. um can't say I was the best trumpet player, but um every time I picked up my trumpet, my little dog Jack Russell used to run in from wherever she was and start howling now I always as a kid I used to think she loved the, the sound of it, but I'm probably getting <laughs> in hindsight and um, listening to my trumpeting um she probably wasn't she probably hated it but um <laughs> so that's something to think about but I reckon yes. um i They've got really sensitive ears, haven't they? Um, my border collie used to howl to Blondie, hmm. and there was a Blondie song, and he used to howl like anything. Apparently, Blondie was a real dog owner, a real dog fan, and she used to put things in her music to um, get oh, the
0: dogs to sing. That's incredible. Yeah. You've got to be so careful though with volume, don't you? Just take take a, a bit of care around your dogs today if you are playing your favourite tracks from Kenny Rogers. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs, he's all over social media, and he's there to help you. Darren Rowe, Mindfulness for Dogs. If you want to get involved, you can catch us again on the Sunday Cafe on Magic Talk FM.
1: The next episode is on the 5th of March, and that starts at 9.05. Don't forget, you can phone me on 0800 844 747 for a chat, or you can text on 3920. Um, Text costs 20 cents. Enjoy the rest of the day, and don't forget to take your dog out for a walk.
0: You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.